0: Welcome to episode 471 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little, along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. His name is Russell John, the Fisherman.
1: Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing
0: well. How are you? Yeah, I'm a little under the weather. You're also wearing a Halloween shirt several days past Halloween.
1: Several days in a row, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I've um, struck out here. It's either day three or four. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you, just, you just ride in the Halloween train There's as long as you can. There's not time to do anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, we dug up the Halloween shirts, I believe, um, an hour before we left the house to do a like, trick-or-treating type thing. On Halloween. On Yeah. There you go. There was about a couple hours left, and we opened up the bin, and I, I believe Oksana said, oh, yeah, we're going to have to keep wearing these past Halloween. There's a bunch of clothing in there we only keep for the uh, the month.
0: Always on schedule.
1: Yeah, And also joining us from Atlanta, Georgia, in the
0: small room, it's Randy Michael Stant.
2: That's me. What's up? Uh, yeah, it is uh, it is now November, no longer uh, October. What? And uh,
0: we can welcome
2: Wyclef Jean back.
0: <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much for that update, Randy. As we all know, the famous Wyclef Jean was uh, gone till November.
2: Oh. Precisely. Thanks, Thanks for walking to me November,
0: through Gone till November. That's a good song.
2: We need a uh, October based song. We got Green Day, "Wake Me Up When September Ends." White Clef Jean, gone to November, but we don't we don't have anything for October.
1: What about "This Is Halloween"? This
2: is Halloween. <laughs> I guess that counts.
1: <laughs> there's a bunch of October, I don't know, appropriate music, but yeah, there's. I don't think there's anything literally. Um,
0: are you forgetting about the October Boys? Yeah, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Well, oh, that's a, yep. a lull <laughs> in the episode. There we go. No one picked up the ball and ran with it. So we will take it over to Oksana Valerian of Osachi. Behind oh, wait, the wall no. October
1: song by Amy Winehouse.
3: You beat me to it. I had to hold up. Damn. Yeah. Just, you even cut her intro?
0: Hey, wh- okay. <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: Oh, Barry Manilow has When October Goes.
0: Oh, we go. We all love a Barry Manilow. Is that Manilow. a modern song? <laughs> we go with Manilow on this
1: show. It's from
3: 1984. <laughs>
1: We when, go on Manilow. When October Goes sounds like a little yachty song or something. <laughs> it sounds very modern. When I, I goes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, we're we're yeah. pro Manilow on this show. Who was Amy Winehouse? <laughs> she did. Who cares? Oksana, how are you? I'm great. Doing better than Amy Winehouse, I can tell you that.
3: Slightly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I did uh I realized I the <laughs> <I laughs> time shift completely <laughs>
0: Caught you off guard? The
3: time shift combined with being um, awake an extra like hour and a half when I was about to go to bed because someone decided it was party time at 1 a.m. There you go. Which I guess maybe was maybe was 2 a.m. I thought all the clocks in the house had shifted forward (laughs) and that my phone (laughs) hadn't. (laughs) I was so confused. She she got in
1: an argument with me this morning. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's 930. It's actually kind of late now be like 10 30 she's like no all the clocks change ro- like, the ro- like
4: all the <laughs> i'm like okay
1: change. i was <laughs> <laughs> like half awake though he, should- d- he did want to party
0: <laughs> last week we spoke about your halloween plans uh so uh cue us up on that you went over to uh Palo alto to see scott frizell's work
3: we did um we <laughs> were not prepared for the mob of Children and trick or treaters. I haven't seen trick or treaters, I feel like, not especially in those numbers in like over a decade. It feels like, since maybe, or maybe since I was trick or treating, however long ago that was. But um, yeah, we went to Palo Alto. They had the streets closed off for a huge um, displays. People were chucking bags of candy into the crowd. We saw several people get hit in the face and then their oh. the bag got swiped so they didn't even get the bag that hit them. So. <laughs>
1: Oh, Oksana! You need to pace the story. (laughs) We went out there. We also brought Terrell, who's still deep in his org. If you're not watching DH One, I love money. Uh, The drama is a. And who isn't? I know (laughs) there's drama. Somebody had their exit interview and immediately opened up talking shit about Terrell. So if you like that kind of stuff, he was not happy. Um, so he we went out there, and the new thing is he's always in the game, all the time. So we get there. No parking. We're driving right into a road barricade. Oksana finds fantastic parking and then Terrell's just like I have to take a call. So he jumps in the game and we walk down. Dude, Clark, it was fucking crazy. It's kind of like when uh three neighbors decide we're gonna we're gonna do Halloween, right? But to give you an idea of this street, they called in Scott Verzel to build a two-story Barbie house that would be haunted, full of like mechanical elements. That apparently Scott was working on for the first of the three hours it was live. They had four actors in there dancing the whole time. And the bag she was talking about. Were, you know, you might imagine like a little plastic bag that you get at like a dollar store. Yeah. There are these like burlap sack printed. Like these are hella oh, cool. Boy. Feel it. There's like two C's candy suckers in there. There's uh, There was a shareable size Skittles bag. There's a Snickers in there. Where's and, mine? And a uh, Swedish fish. Well, the thing is. She mentioned somebody get hit in the face, right? Yeah. It's because everybody crowds around with their hands up going like, me, me, right? This girl got decked in the face right next to me. She went, ooh, and like, you know, it's one of those things where you don't pick up the bag. You just hold your face. Yeah. While three adult men went and tr- fought for the bag. And it's like, oh, this is getting gnarly. And I was holding Cliff. He did not like that turn. He was doing okay the whole time. You know, he's like a little inquisitive baby. So he's just being quiet. That time, he was like, get me the fuck out of here. So we bailed. I picked up one off the ground, and Terrell, I think, caught one. But that we weren't hanging around for any more of that. Wild times in Palo Alto. Dude, it's gnarly. They had a bunch of cool setups, though. One of them had a, like, uh, it looked like a butcher's shop, and they had a um, rotating, uh, I don't know what, like a meat hook kind of contraption, but they're all stuffed animals. And they they had a mechanical bull. That a clown was riding and she was throwing candy. They had uh, somebody did up one of those Home um, Depot twenty foot skeletons, like they hit it with a bunch of light and put LED eyes in it. Uh, Cliff Cliff was like hypnotized by that damn thing. He loved, you know, he loved skeletons. He loves skeletons. Yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. I wanted to go out on Halloween, but I'm he's like one year old. So I was like, we're not gonna go trick or treating. Yeah. So it was cool. I mean, I would highly recommend going back. Also, I couldn't find it. People I, take their babies out that there. I months know, old. but I don't want to be one of those people. I but just want him those, to be out. A
3: lot of those people were at this thing, too.
1: Yeah, and um, I held him. He's, he's a little people. moose, but uh, <laughs> I was like, we can't do a stroller here. We need to go all terrain and get up on hills and shit. Uh, but I told my mom about the event and she went, oh, I saw him on the news. So, Scott, if you're listening, if you have the clip of you on the news talking to a news anchor about your your uh, Malibu Barbie house, uh, share it with me. I could not find it, but I, I would love to have that. What kind of internet sleuth are you, it's dude? Just, well, I mean, if anybody throws it up on YouTube. So, who the hell is watching the news and pulling stories like that? No, man, that's some dark web stuff. You got you to gotta tour your way through that. I did not look, I did not uh, fire up my tour browser to find Scott Frizzell.
0: <laughs> you fucking up, dude.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll did you try. get to see him? No, we went there and looked, but it was hard to even get close to that Barbie house. Also, he he said he was under the hood for like an hour. So, but uh, Scott, thanks for turning us on to that. Also, if you, I know you're probably not um, familiar le- with Palo Alto, but is that it Leprechaun four? Oh, yeah. What under the hood? Thank you, dude. you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> leprechaun? No, that would be like <laughs> seven. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know why I took it that far. But if you don't know Palo Alto, it kind of looks like Haddonfield, too. I've always thought that out there when there was a Gamescape and a um, Fry's fries well, because, because of one street in Palo Alto? Well, it's just the type of architecture. They University look Avenue. like they did. Uh, they got the trees. <laughs> they got the trees, dude. They got those Haddonfield trees. They got the
0: Haddonfield trees.
1: Um, okay, other things up top. Uh, we do have updates now. We are going Black Friday weekend update update uh what are those dates the 25th i think and oxana they are the 25th and the 26th yeah. starting on
3: the 25th 4 p.m pacific
1: so keep an eye out uh our marketing should start hitting probably today so by the time the episode's up you should have seen something um what else do we have uh glory hole still running even though I'm trying to watch the show, I have failed for three weeks in a row now. So if you've succeeded, uh, let us know about it. Uh, Overlookhour at gmail.com. Email us. Uh, and then do you want to do your thing before I close well, out with something I, real? Yeah, I got a, I got
0: a quick thing. Uh, Cue soundboard. Okay. This week's Clark's Snack of the Week. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> is oven bacon. The soundboard.
1: I mean, <laughs> uh, wrong animal, but
4: yeah,
0: we got the idea. No, delicious oven bacon. <laughs> Hell
1: yeah! Is there more to this or?
0: No, I made breakfast this morning. I've I've I uh, invented. I made my potatoes exactly the texture that I want to, and you just gotta toss them in cornstarch, and then huh. fry the shit out of them. And then, and then of course you parboil. You always parboil, Randy. You understand?
2: Uh, of course. And
0: then you get. I mean, they were crispy on the outside, pillowy soft on the inside. They were lovely. Chopped up some rosemary, threw that in there. Then when they finished, sprinkled on some fresh parsley. And that is how you do potatoes. And we'll see you next week. All right. <laughs> Hold on.
1: <laughs> do you have more? <laughs> do you? Have- Rise up. Okay. I don't want to
0: talk about the other thing.
1: Okay. That well, died up top, um, I do want to promote something. There's a new podcast in town. It's, it's called uh, Mall Walk. Now, let okay, me go ahead man. and read to you what it's about. Uh, so, Mall Walk. On November 11, 2004, 14-year-old Conrad Cliff jackhammered into the water main at the Royal Galleria near, Bal- near Bar- Belmont, California. Oh. Let me take a deep breath. 23 people drowned. Three people were electrocuted in the arcade. Two people were fatally bitten by a hammerhead shark that escaped the mall's aquarium. And the teenager responsible was never found. No body, no trace. Blair Von Aachen was with Conrad at the mall that day, but refused to speak about the incident for 18 years. Until now. This is the six-part series on madness, machines, and melancholia in the mallscape of America. This is Mall Walk. This is also a, uh... A faux series by Nick Nordlinger. Oh. He's been, dude, he's been teasing me with this shit forever. So it just launched. I believe there are two episodes up. You can find it on Spotify and Stitcher. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm uh, very excited. So if you're into in-world camera shit that isn't um visual, <laughs> here's a podcast for you. It's Mall Walk. Um, we'll make sure to share that. And I'd like to have Nick on soon. But uh, he, he may be doing something more important, like creating life that could happen at any moment. And I don't know if He's you want me to He's <laughs> fornicating? He's fucking right now, dude. Dotted. Yeah, it's so Mall Walk. I, I figured Randy would uh, instantly, instantly connect with that title.
2: Yeah, there's a band from Oakland called Mall Walk that was great. I have one of what? their shirts, and I'm pretty sure the print is printed kind of crooked. So it looks <laughs> kind of funny every time I wear it, but I still wear the shirt. It's been like a good six years. Does that bother you, or do you
1: do you enjoy that it's crooked?
2: No, it's fine. It
1: bothers me, dude. I have one from the Alamo for um when Oops. when they showed Suspiria. You're not punk, dude. That's why, It <laughs> drives me fucking insane. I'm like, I wish this wasn't like tilted like that. I yeah, it. I hate it. You're not punk, dude. Oh wait, I think you got one of those too, right? What? Uh, that Suspiria shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Never I, noticed it. Never noticed. I can't. I, you know, whenever I even like think about it, I, the first thing is it's crooked. I think it's a great characteristic. I don't even think I can... We're all a little tilted, brother. I don't even think I could tell you what the shirt is depicting. I just know that it, whatever it is, it's crooked.
0: It's, a. Uh, she's on her knees and she's probably playing. <laughs> and it says,
1: Mother, may I? No, she's, she's on her knees and she's got the ballerina shoes on them to try and look short. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm dying. Again, yeah, Uff, Black Friday weekend, Mall Walk on Spotify and Stitcher, um, and then uh Creed got back together. Yes, they did. And
0: congratulations to the <laughs> Texas Rangers who used Creed. By the way, no, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I know no one here cares about baseball, but I do want to share this very interesting stat. Oh, no. That I saw.
1: It's it a, a post in pre-Creed? Uh,
0: it. This is not. I wouldn't say it's specifically. Uh, Pro create.
1: Oh, did I not say? I it? wish you had a, told me that you're going to do a sports thing. I had an idea for a uh, like stinger for you. Oh, I did save it.
2: The only Hold interesting on. stat here is the one you're looking at on the screen. Oh, <laughs> da, da,
4: da, hit the hit the thing. <laughs> good.
0: The Texas Rangers are. God damn it. (laughs) You fucking ghost. Get out of here. Halloween's over. (laughs) The Texas Rangers are the first team to have a perfect road record in the playoffs. They went 11-0 in all their road games. It's only fitting the teams they beat spell the word road. They beat the Rays, the Orioles, the Astros, and the Diamondbacks in that order. And it spells road.
1: Is that like Illuminati shit, or is that proof that it's scripted? I don't know, but th- that's why the ghost showed up. Oh my god! Because he even knew. <laughs> oh, he's playing guitar. That's why he's here, <laughs> dude. Ghost playing guitar.
0: <laughs> that's great. We need that art, dude. He's got a spooky riff, dude. Isn't that crazy? What? Road? Also, look at their look at their ace pitcher. He has two colored
1: eyes. Max Scherzer. Dude, I heard about him. People think he's genetically bred from a husky. (laughs) He's a Chinese experiment. That deserved the uh, guitar riff. (laughs) No. He left. But yeah, no, I grew up a Rangers fan. and
0: It was very nice that uh, both them and the Saints have won the World Series. And they have (laughs) produced some of the worst teams in all professional sports. So congratulations, to Texas Rangers. (laughs) Which is odd that I still like them because I I don't... uh, I'm not a big Texas guy.
4: You're a little Texas I'm, I'm, guy. I'm
0: okay publicly. I'm a little Texas guy. I'm publicly. I'll publicly say that. Although <laughs> I do like the panhandle. Nobody likes the panhandle. It's weird. It's weird over there. But I like it. Russell, <laughs> to you.
1: <laughs> no, I'm good. You ready to let David in? He's acting goofy. today. yeah, I yeah just wanna, it's time. All right. Let's bring him in. Good morning. It's November 5th, 2023, and it's a Sunday. Day two of weekend projects. And the fun work train is rolling. Today, I'll be heading to Dunkin' Cronuts. They recently purchased one of the train cars. I heard they have fantastic craft fee. And today, in one of the theater cars, I'll be watching Pierrot Le Fou, directed by Jean Luc Godard, great film. starring Jean Paul Belmondo and Anna Karina. Everyone, have a great day. Right, thanks, David. <laughs> Back normal life. I guess so, yeah. Okay,
0: like nothing
1: ever happened. <laughs> Not like Wait. he tried to kill us. Randy, you chimed in there when he talked about that movie. Did you have something to add?
2: I just said great movie. It's like one of my favorite Godards probably.
1: Yeah, I don't know it. <laughs> I wish I could chime in there. It's should, great. should we watch it and cover it next week, Randy? I don't know if we need to do that. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to hear your opinion on it. What, did, what was the movie? Le Buffet? Pirolafu. Oh, I can't spell that. Pirolafu, Pirolafu, yeah. Pirolafu. <laughs> Pirolafu. Also, cronuts? Not a fan.
0: Well, have you had a cronut? I have, I've had a cronut. Then how could you not be a fan? I don't know. There's I've too ve- much going on. I very know the texture. I very much like the cronut. Dude, you should check out Dunkin' cronuts you then. You <laughs> get you get Oh, I love now that's I do. That's why the only reason I would go to a Whole Foods. Oh, really? Go to a Whole Foods in the morning. Get you a cronut. It's about twelve thousand calories. Oh,
1: how much do they cost?
0: I don't know. So, wait, what?
1: What is a cronut? It's a croissant, but a donut.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic! What a world we live in, where we get to have cronuts. All right, Randy Michael Stat. We take it over to you in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, Randy, you're over there. Like we said, so uh-huh. what should we call this when you uh, when you retire to the side room? Should we call it that? Should we call it the music room?
2: Should we call it the small room? What do yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know. Office slash music room. No Does slash. A bit of both.
0: This is not the Guns and Roses podcast, Randy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a music. It's mostly been a music room lately. I haven't done much work in it, so well, this, we can call it the slash room. Call it the music box. I like the slash room. <laughs> ah. The Slasher
1: Room. You're an idiot. I like the music (laughs) box. The Uh, music box, Randy?
2: That sounds all right. (laughs) Out of how
1: many stars?
2: I think that's a theater in Chicago, actually. It is.
1: Oh, well, they copied me. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. I was thinking about it years ago.
0: You know we crush in Chicago. (laughs) It's one of our top markets. All right. Uh, From the music box
2: (laughs) in Atlanta, Georgia, we take it
0: over there to Randy Michael Stapp.
2: Yeah, we're going from a uh, segue from David Lynch to a documentary about David Lynch. What? Uh, called Lynch Oz, which played a uh, bunch of film festivals over the last like year plus, potentially. Two years, dude. Yeah, I feel like I've been hearing about it for a while. And uh, it is uh, directed by Alexandra Philippe or Alexandra Philip. if you want to go real gringo with it, I guess. <laughs> Uh, he directed 7852, the movie about uh, the psycho shower scene, um, and oh, a couple we saw that other things. Yeah, I think we saw that at uh, SF Film Festival.
0: Was he there when we saw
2: him? I don't remember.
0: I don't, I think. Oh, God. Is that bad when you don't even remember if the director was there or not?
1: I don't know. I remember you all talking about it. We definitely went. Randy was into it. You were kind of
2: meh.
0: Yeah, I thought it was okay.
2: Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I haven't we'll seen see it or thought right. about it much since, but it was cool. See, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I watched uh, Lynch Oz on the Criterion channel. I think it just uh, appeared there over the last week or so. And it essentially is like six sort of like uh, video essays uh, about Lynch and his sort of influence of uh, or... The Wizard of Oz's influence on David Lynch, although he doesn't really, you know, you ask him what his movies are about, he just says he won't tell you. He's pretty elusive about all that uh, stuff. So it's kind of people sort of, uh, you know, contemplating certain scenes and themes and stuff. And uh, there is one segment uh, done by Karen Kusama uh, where she says that she actually saw Mulholland Drive at New York Film Festival. And David Lynch did a and a and someone asked him you know, a question about mahalan Drive that he like didn't really a- didn't really respond to. Uh, but then they asked him about his relationship with the film The Wizard of Oz. And he said that uh, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about The Wizard of Oz. Um, he didn't really expand past there. but um you can really you can really see it in a lot of uh, his work. So there's a lot of um sort of like side by sides of things where you could tell that are like very influential. There's a lot of talk of uh, Judy. Uh, in like Twin Peaks, they, they do a, cover a lot of stuff from the return, uh, here, which I thought was really cool too. Uh, but yeah, there's six segments. The first one is done by film critic, Amy Nicholson, uh, titled wind. And it's kind of about, uh, how, the, yeah, <laughs> it's about how essentially the wizard of Oz, you know, starts off, uh, with like people like recreating wind sounds like right after the titles play. And, you know, there's the, the storm that happens. Uh, very early on in the movie. I haven't seen The Wizard of Oz in forever. Um, And then she kind of like compares that to how like in Lynch's movies, there'll be rooms and there's always like a weird like wind sound or just like a weird sort of um, just ambient noise. Yeah, farts and stuff too. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that kind of sets up the movie and kind of talks about how initially The Wizard of Oz wasn't a big hit. It kind of flopped at the box office, but they, you know, put it on TV, uh, like at Christmas every year, like years following and how like, you know, for 80 years plus pretty much every kid has sort of grown up that being probably a pretty early movie. So kind of like contemplates on how that probably, you know, got into a lot of filmmakers, uh, brains, um, you know, from Lynch to a lot of other people too. So, uh, I, I really liked hers. It was a great start. She has a really good, uh, voice. As well, she does a podcast uh, about movies too, which I'm forgetting with um, Paul Shear, but uh, yeah, hers was really good. Um, Rodney Asher does the second one, who is the director of um, Room 237. Um, yeah, and then John Waters does the third chapter, like said Karen Kusama does: what?
1: you just yada yadded over him.
2: What did he talk about?: uh, His was called "Kindred." Uh, I honestly don't remember his a ton. (laughs) It was probably about, no. This was a little more like personal, like kind of talking about like how, like his films like were sort of like influenced by Lynch and how like, you know, he met him out of like, uh, Randy, I think he's talking about Rodney Asher. Yeah. Rodney Asher. You're talking about Waters, aren't you? I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Asher, because you know, he, this is kind of his bread and butter doing documentaries about films that are already out there and like looking at them. Yeah. Mm yeah membranes they can't even begin to is it insane
2: (laughs) it is insane oh Uh, chapter two honestly i can't remember how membranes uh you know plays into it but uh i liked it it wasn't as like weird as like room 237 and like all these were pretty like uh you know film kind of film criticky or like subtextual type of things that weren't It wasn't as out there as like a lot of the theories in Room Two Thirty Seven was.
1: Randy, you keep saying Room Two Thirty
2: Seven, yet
1: Room Three Forty Three. That's the actual number.
2: (laughs) 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 Yep, Romney's was good too. Uh, And the fifth one, get ready for it. It is done by Benson and Moorhead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you know, it's funny because
1: they actually reached out to me and Clark, but we're like, you know, we want to we want to fix this relationship. So we contacted them and I'm like, I know the bunk bed joke. It happened five years ago. But here's the thing. We contacted them <laughs> via seance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Clark had already killed them. It's where Creepy's been. He murdered both of them. They're under the floorboards. We, we got a Ouija board and we said, you know what? We think this might really fit. So, Randy, how good were they?
2: Benson and Moorhead or just in yeah. general, uh no, no, in in this uh theirs was good, uh, I think my favorites were the bookends. so Amy Nicholson's, and then uh, <laughs> David Lowry, who does uh a chapter six called dig um and that one was kind of just about like digging like further and further like into like your subconscious and like your influences uh and stuff like that, and uh, you know, David Lynch is all about the sort of the subconscious and dreams and weird shit like that, so uh yeah, I think I liked. Like I said his and uh Amy Nicholson's the best, but yeah, basically, you know they're all pretty pretty fun um and pretty cool. They talk you know obviously a lot about Lynch, but they talk about a lot of other films and filmmakers too, and there's a lot of essentially there's just clips of movies playing to illustrate what people are saying, whether it's actual stuff from Oz or Lynch stuff, or if it's like The Matrix or back to the Future and stuff, they like pull a bunch of visual references um to stuff, and yeah, I don't know. I, Really, uh, you know, a lot of, I'll eat stuff like this up, um, quite a bit. Like I said, it's a little less wacky, uh, than Room 237 was. So I kind of liked it, you know, just kind of looked like something that you would, uh, like some film, uh, essays that you would watch on YouTube sort of, but I, you know, really liked all of them. Randy, again, it's
1: Room
4: 343.
2: Well, yeah. More so, I think it's that wacky 237. <laughs> oh, God I mean, damn it. I, I liked Room 237, but, you know, some of the stuff is kind of out there. Yeah. But that's it was cool. fun. I, yeah. It's all, the, you know,
1: the conversation. It's postmodernism. It's taking the art from the artist. And that's the only thing we can do with Lynch because he doesn't leave a trail of breadcrumbs for us. But honestly, they really had a missed opportunity here because one of the, the biggest Lynchians I know, yeah. Neil Breen, should have got a chapter. Oh. <laughs> It's Chief Breen. Yeah, dude. Neil Breen. They should have consulted him. The Breeniac.
2: Yeah, not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: you are, though.
0: We (laughs) know in your bones you love it. All right. Uh, Randy, how many stars out of 12?
1: Let's go uh,
2: eight. Damn.
1: I thought he was going to go higher. I know. Me too.
2: So eight or nine. I, I took the bait. Let's go nine. Okay. We hope so to the star. (laughs) All right. I'm easily influenced. I mean. You're not though. Sometimes You're about the most stubborn person I know. Only by
1: criterion are you easily influenced.
2: If I'm on the fence, I can be easily influenced. I'll put it that way.
0: There we go. What he's saying is he can be bought, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Fuck yeah. (laughs) And again, you know, you hear eight stars and you think, oh, he fucking loved it. And eight stars on a five star rating would be three point three. Well, They're I gave all... it a three point
2: five on Letterbox, so that about matches up. Nine
1: so, nine is three point seven
2: five, and that is why the twelve star system
1: <laughs> is the perfect system. Perfect, because no matter what, you sound like you're still being like positive so, about
0: a film. The, you know what the twelve star system is? It's it's the metric introduced to the U.S. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's foreign, yet we know
1: it's superior. We made up our own shit. Yeah. And it doesn't work? Not Pioneers, perfectly. one of us. Is it confusing? Yeah. But if you dedicate some real time to it, you can learn it.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> but is it divisible by three? Yes. <laughs> refer to the chart. Yes.
0: Refer <laughs> to excellent <laughs> answer. All right. Randy, Michael Statt. What else do you have for us, friend?
2: Yeah, we're going from one David to another, and uh, <gasps> what I'm referring to is Ooh. David Fincher, his new film, The Killer, which is in theaters. But uh, a couple of days after this airs, it will be on Netflix on the 10th, I believe. So uh, that's correct. Myself, Christian, and uh, our friend Nick went out and saw this at the Landmark Theaters in Midtown Atlanta. Hell yeah. Uh, we're all, you know, decently big Fincher heads, and uh, we're all pretty <laughs> stoked to get, to go see it. We love the Finch Man if you listen to Doughboys. How have you not played this song yet? Oh, my God. What? Finch is... Come on.
0: Three fucking dudes hanging out watching <laughs> The
1: Killer? That are called Finch heads? <laughs> Finch dude, heads? Dude, no, no. They don't get a guitar riff. They get it. They no, sh- they don't. Randy, Fincher. okay, we'll let you weigh in. I think you guys are just a bunch of dorks. Randy... Correct. Is, yeah. Okay, yeah. Clark's yeah. like... I'm saying this is the ironic play. No, there's nothing ironic. There's nothing fun. God, you don't think about the nuances <laughs> of
0: the
4: sound effects, dude.
0: God. You got no rhythm.
4: So, yeah, All right, back like, to uh, the Fincher yeah. heads rolling deep.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we, we went and we, uh, so early on in the movie, just speaking of, you know, the, uh, the cinematic theater experience, there was a guy <laughs> in about the third row. Oh, no. That was on his phone, maybe like five, 10 minutes into it. And there was a guy like two rows, like right directly in front of where we sat. And he said, get off your phone, asshole. <laughs> Which I'm glad somebody said something, but that does not seem like the correct way to, you know. <laughs> why, did Christian, why did Christian do that? <laughs> I, was, I was honestly afraid that he was going to pull it out again and then things were going to get weird in theater. But luckily nothing else happened. He put his phone away seconds after that and uh, no more no more interruptions.
1: And everybody was terrified. <laughs> They're
2: like, Yeah.
1: Clark got so mad at me when I yelled at somebody.
0: Because at it the, was clear like that guy didn't have all his. He uh, was
1: fucking rude and like wouldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he didn't have all his chromosomes. <laughs> it was evidence.
1: No. It was evidence. He was just a dick.
0: It was evident no one Dude, was Dude if home. the
1: Fincher boys were there they would have fucked him the, up. The That's <laughs> what I'm saying. The Van Buren Boys, dude. Do, do the Fincher boys like snap their fingers a lot when they walk? I feel like that's a thing. He he was a Fincher boy. <laughs> he said, "See really you later, nice. boys." Put your fucking
2: phone away. All right. So, Randy, is the movie good? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I won't uh, get into it too much, but yeah, it's essentially about uh, Michael Fassbender's character, who I think oh, we're going we're going soft day. Okay yeah I think his name is just uh in the movie he's just credited as the killer, so he's an assassin and it opens up in paris and he's on a job uh and he's in like this you know high rise looking out the window and he's waiting for somebody to he's supposed to assassinate and there's a lot of uh, sort of rear window uh vibes I was getting in the uh this first chapter it's this is also told in chapters it's based off of like a uh graphic novel i believe. Um, and yeah, he's the first 20 minutes, I think will test some, uh, casual Netflix viewers' patience, but I was very into it. It's very much him just waiting. And there's a lot of, um, voiceover of sort of like his narration about, you know, his, his job as an assassin and like how he, uh, handles things. Um, but I really dug it. And then, uh, essentially the job goes bad. Um, I won't get into how it goes no, bad. bad, but... It goes wrong and then uh, the rest of the movie is him trying to uh deal with that and deal with, you know, the people that uh that hired him and stuff. Yeah.
0: Randy, r- real quick, is this is this a scenario where it's a
1: uh, one last job? No. Damn. Good. That would be cool guy's shit. Yeah. Where he catches a bullet and he's laying there and they're like, We could get away. The car's right there. You he's know- like I guess I finally get to take that one vacation. I yeah. That, <laughs> that was bullet train. I know. Oh, really? Yeah. Bullet, train, bullet train.
0: Bullet train was the one last
2: job. Oh my God. I will say, what? I speaking to that, I think For this is Newsom? definitely a movie that is aware of that and trying to do something a little more satirical or sure. a little more sarcastic. Like there's a lot of the voiceover um, is very like, I found it rather funny just in conjunction with what's actually happening yeah uh, on screen um i think it's really good a lot of reviews from like critics and stuff i've read is kind of saying that it's sort of like david fincher reflecting on like making like uh fight club and stuff and sort of like making these sort of violent movies and this is kind of like it kind of does the same thing but it's kind of like reflecting on like the genre and you know the sort of coldness um of his violence and stuff like that uh there's some decent violence and. Uh, stuff in this movie, too, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really good. So it's a subversion of
0: the action drama.
2: Yay, we get it. A little I bit. like
1: that. I, li- I like that kind of shit, though, especially from a Fincher. He does remind me of like a De Palma, who kind of takes these uh, big box genres in a weird direction. Yeah, like Alien super- 3. Yeah, but not like Nolan, you know, who tried to do like a subverting the superhero thing. It was just like fine, but I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of shocked this is a Netflix movie did it good. Is that why it it's not so, yeah. it's not Okay I I was kind of shocked that there was a Fincher film that I hadn't heard like opening I feel like this could have gone wide right it
2: Like why not but Netflix yeah, Netflix
1: doesn't do it Netflix don't do that I wish I wish they would let us know what kind of deal they make Like do you think he's making more money just going right to like VOD or would a theater have been a more worthwhile or like late term career kind of guy like fincher is it kind of about just a quick return and not i i don't know i feel like there's an interesting choice i think it's
0: about you know guaranteed money and uh obviously you know the analytics looking into that projections about you know what they think this movie would take in domestically if they were to release it no No. i'm an idiot you know what i mean
1: i'm asking the wrong questions i forgot that part of the buy-in for the oscar award is that it has to open in a theater period. Yeah. So I know Netflix does that like, okay, we'll open it for two a week, weeks. But two, like weeks, two weeks yeah. in like limited yeah. markets. But yeah. they have no interest in actually getting people out there because they want them at home.
0: Yeah, I think they had like a deal, you know, they'll do it with sort of the higher end chains because yeah. they had a deal with landmark. Uh, but I I mean I don't know what the state of landmark is right now. I don't yeah, I, don't, I either. don't think it's good.
1: Um How weird is that? Ours is still here, but yeah, that's all I know. And Alamo. But like, what a weird thing to be like a new Landmark? No. Uh, Okay. Theater, like two miles from there. So I'm sorry. What were you saying, Russ? What a weird thing to do, though. Like, you have a movie that needs to be put in a theater to be, you know, kind of part of the pomp and circumstance of the award show. That's the only reason. So it's not like you're really movie forward. Because you're you're very um loyal to the brand, like you want people to watch it at home, so you kind of have to sneak it out because dude, I'm looking at it it's it, just I mean that's just what the industry is, yeah, but it it's so weird, and I wonder if a dude like Fincher is like privy to that if he's like, "Oh, fuck it, nobody's going to go to the theater anyway. It looks like it the box office was one hundred and forty eight thousand dollars, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a bummer because i would I would totally go watch this movie. I honestly, Randy, you got a couple of good picks here. That Lynch Oz one, I'd really like to watch too. I wonder how much they bought yeah. it for. So this one's two hours. What was the Lynch one? What was the runtime on that?
2: Uh, It's probably like 145, something like that. Okay.
1: I I felt like it could have been two or it could have been like three and a half. You yeah. know, fucking horror movie docs. They have no limit. I want to watch that. 148. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Ooh. not bad.
2: And, and you overall. Randy, is that your current weight? Uh, that's about 10 pounds heavier.
1: <laughs> damn. God
2: damn, dude. Watch
1: out. Watching a lynch right. duck, they might've <laughs> blown you away with all that wind talk. Randy, let's get it's you true. yoked
0: up to 148, Dave.
1: I remember a long time ago, Randy, and we were in a car and you were telling me about how you used to lift weights and you immediately were putting on muscle mass. And you're like, yeah. I didn't like it though. So I stopped.
2: Yeah. I gave it about six months or so. I had a trainer for a little bit and was going to the gym. This was in like my early 20s. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I was, Travis
0: Bickle years,
2: <laughs> I, was just, I think ra- I got to <sighs> like 150, but it was like mostly muscle, you know? And then after, you know, six months of it, I just got tired and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I don't think I'm a, I'm, I'm not a gym rat. Wait,
1: earlier we kind of yada yada over the holiday, but, uh, I'm guessing y'all didn't dress up or anything. Right. Cause Randy, you Correct. gotta be Travis Bickle one year. It's right there. I'd say it's two on the nose. No, but it's fucking good. Like, yeah, just go to the plaza and jerk off. <laughs> just go to the plaza like that and see if people run or like run. Like, I don't know, take pictures with you.
2: I went to a, a show when I went hooker, not dressed up. Oh, but, whoa! What did you? You didn't have anything on there? No, no costume uh, at all. No, just looking pretty much how I look right now. Oh, mm-hmm. did you go see Mac Sabbath? I didn't. They did play here, I think, within the last year, though. Tight. They play everywhere. That'd be maybe. a good Halloween show. They're ubiquitous. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry to derail that, but I it was kind of All bummed good. to hear that Fincher opened what, what looked like a pretty interesting movie to Netflix. I'm
2: like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, he's worked with them a lot. He did, uh, what? what's the serial killer, Mindhunter?
1: Oh, yeah.
4: And then he yeah. did
2: uh, House of Cards. So, I don't know. Netflix is in they the... May, uh, he may have owed them a movie. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. You know? It's
1: like a record deal. Sure. Like it, that's when you get the greatest hits. Yeah. 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 It's possible. People, yeah.
0: yeah. People have got deals with Netflix. So, you know, they may...
1: Uh, While maybe. we're talking about
0: that... But this played,
1: what, Tiff? I believe so. Yeah. Um, Tiff is big, dude. Talking about record deals, Randy, I'm just going to jump in here super quick. I watched a uh, documentary on youtube that i threatened clark talking about and i'm only gonna mention it here about nba young boy and if he was a real killer and again nba is not (laughs) the uh national basketball association is that what it's called yes you know. okay good i was i was really hoping that was correct it's never broke again me and jasadi hung out for three days as this documentary is six hours long and i just wanted to say (laughs) that trap lore ross three times in the six hour documentary hints at more he had and said you know I couldn't include this full breakdown of one of his albums because it would have made the documentary too long <laughs> so <laughs> I was like if what is the limit six hours yeah yeah but uh, that was pretty good that's all how many stars I have 12 oh I don't know I don't I know I don't know how we're doing like... a subwriting within a rating. I know <laughs> we'll get yeah. to, we'll close out the killer here shortly <laughs> But I just, I had to bring that up and I can't even remember why. Oh, albums. Because that motherfucker released albums like they were coming out of a machine gun. He was just doing them so quick. And he had a record deal like that. He's a regular Ty Segall, sounds like. Yeah. Good, good reference. Yeah. Uh, at least three people know <laughs> who that is. Yeah, but I want to watch a Killer, but I can't get excited about it if it's on fucking Netflix. I don't know right. why. That's a, that's a you problem. Yeah,
0: it is. Look at that poster, huh? It's
1: like watercolor and he's wearing a cool hat. It's like every theater. Maybe you're a Regal fan. Maybe you're an AMC fan. When you go in there, it's almost like a bar. Like part of the thing is being there. And it's like, what do they have in the lobby? What's the vibe? Yeah. Netflix, for some reason, the vibe is very like homogenated, boring. You come in there, you expect a lot. You usually get less than what you wanted. Even though I did really like the conference, like, I, so every, they do hit, but when they don't, you almost get mad at them. But, but when they do hit, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of, when they do hit, it's not shocking. Like if I go to Huluween and I'm like, that was a fucking this good is horror Hulu-ween. movie.
0: <laughs> it's I,
4: Huluween.
1: I feel good about that. If I go to Netflix and the movie's great, I'm like, okay, that's what they should have. I don't know why, but that's yeah. just what it is. El Conde yeah amazon prime yeah, yeah. i feel fantastic oh i found a fucking gem Tubi, you're shocked <laughs> yeah netflix you're kind of like okay let's see if you do it next week too. but
0: with that randy michael what do you rate the killer out of 12 star rating
2: i think i'll go uh go a 10 it also has a great um atticus ross and trent reznor soundtrack again and too, there so. it
0: is there there's your extra star Whoa, that, dude. That brought it to the, t- the double-digit territory.
2: We got a fun
1: fact about Trent Reznor that I read today. Okay. Uh Nine-inch nails. Originally, he meant for the name to mean nine one-inch nails. Oh. <laughs> That's about how I felt when I read that, dumbass. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Stop giving me push notifications like this. What is that, a virus? So what, what about the, the tenth nail? What's going on there? I don't know. Why is there length matter? I, I did always imagine them being on a Plank hand. It doesn't and I'm matter like, right here. That's <laughs> what I tell myself every day. Um, I just thought somebody was missing a finger and had long nails on the remote. finger. Um, Randy gave it 10 stars or in double digit territory. Again, for those keeping track, if you were counting on two thumbs, that would be 1.67 thumbs. Oh, That's a pretty good carpenter. That's a thumb and a half. That's right. Oh, more than a half. <laughs> a little more than. <laughs> oh Yeah. A little uncomfortable, that little, that little nub left on there. Right, Randy. Anything else?
2: No, that's it. Okie dokie. Smokey. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Is it your turn? Yeah. All right. Also,
0: Russ, I got bad news for you, friend. I forgot a movie. Oh my God. I watch a lot of movies. All right. Watch watched a couple of retreads. It's a horror movie retread. Oh, I got back-to-back horror features that were previously talked about on this very program. Uh, Russ, I'll give you the choice. You want to do uh, that one or that one? Um, I Let's do that one. Okay. Hell House LLC Origins, The Carmichael Manor. Now, first thing that I want to mention, that I kind of want to <laughs> keep separated from the review of this, of this movie, which is very important that I separate these two things. Um, all I wanted to do on Halloween night was to watch this movie. Oh, no. And the journey that I had trying to get to watch this movie infuriated me to a degree that I had not experienced <laughs> in a very long time to where I am, I am screaming at inanimate objects. Not only am I mad at inanimate objects, I'm mad at software, which, may, which is a whole other level of frustration and stupidity. Um, long story short, I held two subscriptions <laughs> to Shudder in zero ways to watch this fucking movie because Shudder's interface is trash. Shudder's interface on Apple TV is trash. And then I couldn't even, it kept logging me. No, I kept signing in, then saying that I need a subscription to Shudder, and then saying I already had the subscription (laughs) to Shudder, and then it gave me a user error. And then the cycle (laughs) kept continuing, and the snake ate its tail. So despite the gross technological ignorance of Shudder, which is a subsidiary of AMC, which is probably a subsidiary of fucking BlackRock or some other unknown giant conglomerate bullshit
4: trash.
0: (laughs) What was I talking about? Did you fix it? How did you? I went to AMC Plus, signed up for a seven-day free trial, watched the movie, canceled the trial.
1: Fuck you. Yeah. I watched this movie for
0: kind of free.
1: Did, were you doing this all on your mm-hmm. um, Apple TV? Yeah. That might be why. I, we, no, tried, I t- we tried I to tried log in to I,
0: I tried it through the Apple TV. I tried it through my phone. I tried it through my computer.
1: Yeah, but all through your Apple account? All through my g- Gmail account, which is – Yeah, uh, I wonder. Yeah. We tried to watch Shudder through – But I had two subscriptions. Through Amazon Prime, through our Prime account. And it said, Hey, this is a redundant thing you're trying to do. You need to get AMC plus. Like it forced us to go. Well, I didn't our get any that. of that
0: verbiage.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm thinking maybe it was just a I'm thinking
0: that they're a trash company. <laughs> and that uh Screenbox is on its damn heels. It's gonna slit your throat, shudder, because <laughs> you have made an enemy with Clark Little. Okay, fuck them, dude. That was so. Did you get to watch it on Halloween? I did. Okay, good, dude. It took forty five minutes to get all that done. I was so angry and tired. But then, I queued up Hell House LLC Origins: The Carmichael Manor. Let me tell you something. That title is scary. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> my goodness. I'm glad. I look. I. I'm happy for 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 this. I think that I'm happy that like. You know this exists, and I think there's a pretty strong fandom behind this, and uh, a lot of people like this franchise. I would say I like this franchise for better or for worse. Um, when it delivers, it delivers, and I say this is this may be one of the better movies in the franchise. Um, and having said that. Yes, everything was tied together at the end, but for the majority of this movie, I just felt like we're going heavy with the clown, and I don't know (laughs) why we're going so heavy with the clown. It just felt like a crowbar, and I didn't think we needed it. But again, it's in front of your face the whole time, as this is an origin story, but we are not in the Abaddon Hotel. We're in the Carmichael Manor, uh, which is a giant house. Also, I'll say this. I... uh, you would never put me in a haunted mansion. It's too big. Yeah. It's too big. I could never no. been in
2: Disneyland. Thank you oh. so much.
0: <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's a you but it's always haunted mansions, right? It's never the haunted studio apartment. <laughs> um When is it the haunted studio apartment? No, I would love to be in a haunted studio apartment. Are you kidding me? You see everything in front of you at all times. Let's do it. Is that better or worse though? It's better. It's better. Well, no, I mean, because okay. because if you if there if there's a ghost in a studio apartment, that's not a
1: ghost. That's a roommate. Don't be an idiot. What about in a hotel though? Like the Abaddon Hotel. It's but, not like but, a but a hotel's big. Yeah. Hotel's big. But usually it's just <laughs> Usually it's not the whole hotel. It's just, you know. Room three
0: forty three. Sure, but then but see, but then, but then it's easy, <laughs>
4: yeah, you know, they're, they're but it's a virus, a but
0: see, but then it's a virus that can hit, can hit a bloodstream at any time. Well, it if you go in there and can spread, exactly. That's all you have to do. That's why you have a story. Cause that's going to happen. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is, you know, bring me, bring me the haunted studio apartment.
1: I'm down for that. What about like, you uh, know, this house was enormous. What about a home on wheels? You had a haunted RV. Oh, I'd love a haunted trailer home. <laughs> oh, dude, that, that's, <laughs> there's a movie. You, your buddy gets mad at you and you park it in front of their house. Dude, a haunted, how have we not had a haunted trailer park? I'm sure it's happened. Just, All right, we got to look a, into that. Yeah. Write that down. Oksana, write that down. We're going to uh, explore haunted trailer parks here.
0: Um, Yeah, so, I mean, how did
1: you feel about the clown thing? Um, dude, I I talked about it last week. I was like, yeah. what are we doing?" Because do you know, Stephen Cognetti is good at crafting a jump scare and like uh building suspense. But this movie, it was like, why are we retreading everything that worked? But you know, the uh, problem is, can you really argue when it works again? And I'll tell you this: um, he he kind of
0: showed off a little bit in this. Yeah, you know, and I what I mean by that is, I mean we. I think there are four different types of uh, sort of timelines that are happening here that he may be using f- at least three different types of, you know, film to to portray everything to us. Yeah. Um. So we're, we're jumping all over the place and everything uh, has the appropriate look for, for what the intended use is. And uh, all that's great. I mean, you know, this guy is, you know, he clearly knows how to uh, get what he wants across, uh, you know, visually and, uh, everything works. And I like sort of the backstory with the clowns. So, um, you know, and I think it's a smart move. It's a smart move to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it was, I, I think he did a great job with it. And I think that in terms of the scares, it's right up there with the first one. I mean, this is, it's strong. It's great. Um, you know, it sort of loops in sort of the true crime fascination with everything. Um with our two leads. I like them, you know. Couple of good looking lesbian broads, you know, who's not in that baby? Also, interracial, it's very nice. We're hitting all the buttons. Oh my god, it's good. <laughs> uh also, uh all, you know, we talk about this good wallpaper. Yeah, you know, excellent use of <laughs> wallpaper. Uh, you know, I I do like to uh, point that out whenever I can, and um, yeah, cast was solid. I, yeah, very good.
1: Yeah, it's good. Ten out of twelve. It, uh, do you like it more than the original or right under?
0: I, I I think I have to put it right under. Yeah, I have to put it right under just because I think, and I don't know if it's necessarily out of you know. Mm, Storytelling or narrative merit that my score would be fully based on the thing. I think it's also sort of a sentimental thing with the first one. Yeah, um, and you know, I, I I will openly admit that um,
1: because one holds
0: up. Though. Because the first time you watched one, yeah. like I remember that.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And you know, I can't. I have to include that when I think about you know the whole franchise and uh, sort of set the tone and then. Then we kind of started uh, in, a, in a downward, you know, uh, movement there with two and three. But, uh, I mean, we're we're
1: right back <laughs> up here. Well, I think you nailed it. He learned how to tell a complicated – he got a lot of exposition out by jumping eras using different kind of footage. Yeah, it was great. Um, I, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. When we talked to him, I think we talked to him before two came out, and he was talking about how originally, you know, not supposed to be found footage. They kind of crowbarred it in there. I think he's figured it out. I'm just worried that it's going to be Hell House 5, Attack of the Killer Clowns. Also, Randy, Halloween idea. There are three clowns, three Fincher boys. Let's see it happen, dude. Oh. <laughs> we got a year. We huh? might do it. Dude, hell yeah. Also, I feel like the clowns were even bigger. Yeah, they yeah they were intimidating. They felt enormous. It's the low camera angle they were giving up. Yeah. 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 It was smart. It was, it was a good movie. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Title a little long. Oh boy! But okay, my one complaint that I can't shake is: at what point in this movie did you know what we were doing in this movie? Like, it's clear that we're investigating the, you know, the title, but how? It's like, what, are, what are we doing? Like, why are there clowns here? I feel like it connects by like the third act. Can I tell you? I was, I was, I Hi. was just along for the ride. Me too, but. Looking back on it, it's like, what were we doing in the beginning of that? Yeah. Like, I like the um, the secret compartment and the clock and shit, but it's yeah. like, oh, man, it's kind of convoluted, but it rolled. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, let's move over
0: to the other one. Uh, from this year. When this come out? A couple of weeks ago? I yeah. don't know, no, no, no. Not don't, very long I ago. don't think this had any sort of a theatrical release. No. Uh, which is disappointing. Uh, referring to Dark Harvest uh, from David Slade. Uh, David Slade's a name. What's uh? Click on uh. What we got with uh? People know about David Slade. Hard Candy. Yes, of course. Thirty Days of Night. Black Mirror. Bandersnatch. And Randy's favorite, the t- the Twilight Saga. Um, yeah, he did it Bandersnatch. I like Bandersnatch. That was, of course, a sort of a choose-your-own-adventure film uh, that they did as a part of Black Hannibal. Oh, he directed yeah. five episodes of yeah. Hannibal.
3: Very one nice. episode of Breaking
0: Bad. Yes, he did. Oh, what episode of Breaking Bad <laughs> oh did he Oh, my direct? God, really? No, 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 no. Click the one episode.
3: Yeah. Open House, season four, episode
0: three. What go. a lovely episode it was. <laughs> Dude, Breaking Bad still slaps. Sometimes I'll catch it on TV. Yes, I still watch regular TV from time to time. YouTube TV. Uh, monthly, I think it's about 800 dollars
1: <laughs> Oh, Randy, he also did an AFI music video. Girls That yeah. Great. I <laughs> oh, know and that one. one. <laughs> and, and, I think I know somebody in that video. Dude, he did Stone Temple Pilots. Muse. Oh, he did hella Muse. You skipped over System of a Down, dude? Oh, Ariel. Tori Amos? P.O.D. Apex
0: Twins. Oh, Apex Twins. My man. Oh, Fatboy Slim. Oh, dude. See, long story short, David Slade gets it.
4: Yeah.
0: Dark Harvest.
4: This is a... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like
0: this movie is going to get more popular the longer it hangs around um and if you want to characterize that as a cult movie i that is you are free to move about the cabin call it whatever you want to but i think that this, some things just kind of take time to develop uh and sort of a you know a following and and get things going i don't know man i i think I don't know what the original material is. I think this is adapted from something. Um, a book. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, graphic novel or a regular a novel. novel? Okay, interesting. Uh, is there a whole series? I have no idea. I think we could definitely have a whole series out of this. But will we? I don't know. I don't
1: think you know.
0: Um, I very much enjoyed this. Um, Is it perfect? No. Is it weird? Yeah. And I liked it because of its sort of imperfections and weirdness because it's kind of in this purgatory zone of like, yeah, they got money. They don't have a ton of money, Mm -mm. but they're making it work. And also they're doing this weird greaser gang thing in the early sixties centered around this haunted pumpkin that, uh, we have to kill once a year only for it to resurface the very next year. And we keep the cycle going. So it, you know, it follows that classic, classic narrative of, you know, blood sacrifice and, and you know, paying to the gods and all that sort of thing. And, you know, that's an ancient thing. And I I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I don't like the greaser stuff. I don't know why. I've never, I've never gotten into that sort of, uh, I don't like the aesthetic.
1: Maybe. I don't think you're alone. There. I don't know. But I think his take was very, like, Lynchian. It was, why, yeah. yes.
0: This, it it felt like, it... It didn't feel like they were doing a bad job of keeping us in that time, but it didn't feel like we were in that time.
1: No. And I almost felt like you could have on this movie and been like, oh, they're a weird town in modern. Yeah. World. Yeah.
0: And yeah. But I don't know, man. Uh, I very much like Sawtooth Jack. I think Sawtooth Jack is a really cool um, pumpkinhead, he out. Pumpkinhead,
1: Pumpkinhead. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. the name Sawtooth Jack. Great night. It's really weird when one movie that isn't really deliberately taking or you know trying to be another film is better than like five. It's the best Children of the Corn. It's the best uh, Pumpkinhead. It, dude, there's so many. It, the Purge. It's a better Purge movie than any of The Purge.
3: I like. I hell like this film. You know what the writer uh, who wrote the book. Also wrote mm. The Crow, Wicked Prayer.
1: <laughs> the movie or the book? The Is movie. there a book?
3: He wrote the- <laughs>
1: I guess the graphic novel. What am I talking about? Well,
3: he wrote the book. He co-wrote the script for the movie, I guess. And he wrote The Crow 4.
1: Oh, interesting. What? A- All right, I kind of
0: uh, get it. Oksana, please get his electronic mail
3: address. <laughs> and
0: we
1: will have him on the Overlook app. Cool. I'm glad you dug this movie. I. Uh, it's so out there. But it really fucking works. It's strange, Randy.
0: I give it Ooh, a watch. I don't know. I, I it's you know what I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude.
0: Also, I saw Robbie's review. I know that uh, I think Robbie was uh, had um,
1: Robbie Smith.
0: Yes. Okay. Was, uh, had read the original source material, and uh, had some qualms about how uh, they decided to go in this direction. Okay. Uh, from the but I but I will say. Having, uh, being completely blind, uh, to the original source material ending.
1: I liked it. Yeah, no, it's good. Also, I, Robbie I will be it. here tomorrow showing Grieve, which will be a day after this episode. Oh, airs, yeah. So do I have to go to that? You should. You <laughs> you come going? say hi. I think it may just be me going. I think we've burned out our nighttime babysitters now. Okay. I'll get into that a little bit more. All when right, I... We'll conference. After. Yeah.
4: Because
1: I think I got to go there.
0: Dark Harvest, uh,
1: nine out of twelve. Okay. What, what What about Hell House? Oh, I gave it ten out of twelve. Hell House, yeah. Hell how, no. how? Hell how? Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I really wanted to talk a lot about this film because I think there's a lot of like interesting like themes and yeah, yeah. But it, if you talk about anything, you ruin the movie. Like, and I think that experience, the way it unfolds, there's so much to be had. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what. At this point, most of you, I'm sure, have. But if you haven't, really check it out. And it, I think it's going to be a new Halloween movie for me on rotation. Yeah. And shout out to Terrell. He got me a Blu-ray copy of this film from Stinky Tuna, which somebody oh. already borrowed last night. And I was, oh my god, I was like, I can't, t- I can't say no to anybody. And I was like, I really don't want to let you take that. You should say movie. no. Like, leave that fucking movie here. He yeah. still has one of my books too. And I think he's still got two DVDs that he denied. This is the I think
3: he brought those back.
1: Are you sure? Maybe he did.
3: i maybe I'm thinking of some other ones. I want tomorrow. my
1: stinky tuna. They won't let us buy from them. So we have to get them through Terrell.
3: They're members only. Yeah.
1: Because they're bootlegging. They don't want to get shut down. <laughs> All right, what, what else you got? All
0: right. Very quickly. Uh, I'm going to talk about the other movie that I forgot that I watched because it's
1: that good.
0: Yes. A haunting in Venice. Oh no. Yeah. It's back, baby. It came on Hulu. This is the third installment in the series. And I think it is the best one. Does that mean it's good? No, (laughs) these movies are not good. Kenneth Branagh kind of sucks.
1: I think you're just too close to the source material, like Robbie. (laughs) And you're just like, they made some choices here I just can't hang with.
0: I just, Branagh, he's just like, he's just grating. And I I just, I I don't know, but I I will continue to watch all of these. I don't like any of them. Um, This one I liked the most. And it's not great. Uh six out of
1: twelve. <laughs> you're too Hell close yeah. to the book, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Uh what do you call it when you're a big fan of Agatha Christie? Are you like a Hagatha? Or you're like a Hagatha Hagatha, Hagatha or something? Hagatha. <laughs> what didn't you like about it? It's got murder. It's got haunting. You know why? Too much murder. Oh, there's too much. It's too much murder. Too much bloodshed.
0: Um it's interesting. I, I think uh, Tina Fey is in this. Oh, okay. And she played, spoiler, <laughs> she and her husband try to run a ruse to, uh, Bruce take, Paul. to take down <laughs> yeah. Piro. is a ruse Paul. Paul. Very dude.
1: good. And they kill Michelle Yo. Okay. Are you just going to ruin every, all the intrigue? Yeah. You're going to make people mad. Castex. We got a lot of Hagathos listening to this. It's
0: six out of 12. Venice. All right. <laughs>
1: wow, that ahead. really was quick. I'm, okay. I know. I tell you, I yeah, want to keep it moving. It. Here we go. The last
0: movie I watched is from director David Yates. This came out on Netflix on October 27th. I only know that because it's on the poster. <laughs> Pain Hustlers. Liza dreams of a better life for herself and her daughter. Hired to work for a bankrupt pharmaceutical company, Liza skyrockets with sales and into the high life. Putting her in the middle of a federal criminal conspiracy. Liza Minnelli? Liza Minnelli star. Yeah. <laughs> no, Emily Blunt is in this. Oh, boo.
1: We're, bring back Minnelli.
0: Okay. I feel like this is a, a different iteration of a cool guy movie. Oh, you should have won. If you want to call it a cool girl movie, oh, shit. you can do that. I don't know if those exist, but Gosh maybe. Girl. What? Isn't
1: it, isn't it's a it boss,
0: boss girl, girl movie? It, it okay. is It is 100% a boss girl movie turned whistleblower.
1: All right. Can we, so, can we call the ghost back So in? you
0: kind of get, is I that don't
1: really? Okay, ghost?
0: I feel like we could do the bad to the bone ref, but maybe take an octave higher. <laughs> That's a post thing for Randy. All
1: right, Randy,
0: get on <laughs> it. But it is, it is. Here's the thing. Emily Blunt plays sort of this. You know, those those people that are clearly geniuses that are just getting by in life and happen to be uh, moms of uh, teens with brain aneurysms. And they're super brilliant. And they're also strippers in Miami.
1: (laughs) I haven't met one, I don't think. And
0: then she runs into Chris Evans at this strip club. And then he's. Super impressed by her, and then he offers her a job. He says, I can make you a hundred thousand dollars this year, and if you <laughs> if you make more than a hundred thousand dollars this year, you can kiss me anywhere on my body you want to. <laughs> and she made six hundred thousand dollars a year, and then she Dude, kissed his ring.
1: Epstein pays well <laughs> on Epstein's <laughs>
0: Island. Um, yeah, this is a hundred percent, you know, a, a big bloated. Ooh, uh, mess! I, that is super, super easy to watch. If you just turn your brain off and watch this, of, dude, it's like popcorn. It's 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 like potato chips. It's salty. It's sweet. It hits all the thing. But boy, is it bad for you. <laughs> it just it 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 doesn't offer anything intellectually. Intel intellectually here, um, but ultimately, you know. Sure. It's great that 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 we're talking about the takedown of Big Pharma, but like <laughs> this movie sucks. Kind of um it like I said it's easy to watch, but there's nothing there. Right. And um I think that I don't know I don't know what I saw something on the internet. Oh no. <laughs> that said that Pain hustlers is the new Wolf of Wall Street.:
1: Oh fuck. And
0: I mean... what the <laughs> That's
1: the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, get with it, man.)
0: You know, there are some weeks <laughs> where you refuse to touch that thing at all.
1: This week, dude, You are molesting.: No, it. The weird thing is, I haven't touched it once.
0: You're on fire today, dude. I like it.
4: Um, Andy Garcia is playing. <sighs> even
0: his character. Oh, he's Doctor Neil Breen. He is Doctor. He is Doctor <laughs> Neil. He's. I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it. The, okay. Like they they, they, they try to do some weird, quirky. Stuff. It's not good. But I think that people cover, like the cover a, is telling can you, you that. Go, can you go to the, the Rotten Tomatoes? Can you see okay, what the people are maybe. saying? I want to know what the critics are saying. I don't saying think it's doing well. This. I don't because it shouldn't. It's not very good. Wolf of Wall Street. There's some value there. This, oh,
1: dude. All right. You want to take a guess at the tomato meter? <laughs> I have no idea. Just throw it out there. Keep in I'm mind, gonna say it's the new Wolf of Wall Street. I'm gonna, dude. you know
0: what? I'm still gonna say that I, for whatever reason, I think people are gonna like this movie just because of what it's trying to do. So, and also because of Oksana's giggle, I
1: have to go 69. Oh, okay. Audience or tomato? I'm. I only go tomato. Okay, then you are painfully, woefully wrong. Because, oh. Oh, it's bad. (laughs) 24%. Good. Yeah, this is a bad movie. But the audience review, you would have took home the- See,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly what I said is the perfect reflection of what the country is thinking about this movie. The critics hate it because there's nothing there. 70%. It was easy to watch.
1: Normally- Super easy to watch. So so normally, but what you were talking about is kind of like virtue signaling or something, right? the critics would have to get behind that so it's like a different thing they're doing like a hollow cool girl movie
3: i have a question
1: yes ma'am uh oh why
3: the you fuck you angered the women why is emily blunt's like wardrobe in this movie so distracting and like bizarre and too colorful that yellow dress is kind of hideous i don't like what era is it supposed to be in
0: okay well first of all she's a stripper <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and you can take a girl out of the strip club, but you can't take the strip
1: club out the girl. All right, and that's Clark's cool guy <laughs> trivia. His cool guy. Uh, Quote of the week. Uh, it's Clark's um, cool guy hint and tip of the month. I'd hint and tip. Iller- iller- <laughs> Get a little bit cooler with Clark. I'd, h- I'd
0: hint and tip. Iller- and- <laughs> <laughs> he'd hint and tip. He'd hint and <laughs> He would hit and temp Emily oh, Blunt. Blunt.
4: Oh,
0: God. Ooh, I'm about to <laughs> hit an Emily Blunt after the show.
4: Yeah, all
1: right, all right, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not good, but like I said, it's it's easy to watch. You got to, sh- you know, you've got some talented actors. Chris Evans is doing a heavy Boston accent.
4: It's just, <laughs> it's,
0: it's a lot. Andy Garcia's character is bad. Everything is bad. Also, here's the thing. Bad to the bone. It says it's bad. Thank you. It is based on a true story. the 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 entire story is completely fictional. Okay. It's all just about one big pharma guy. Uh-huh. That's loosely based on Annie Garcia. I think. I don't really know oh, because okay. I don't
1: care. I thought you were like, let's turn it into a girl and make her a stripper. To make that
0: yeah, I mean, Rags yeah, I to Riches like, interesting. I feel like you know th- it was just a failed opportunity, and um, I don't know. I don't know if any of these guys had con- uh, contracts with Netflix and they owed him a movie, but uh, but seventy percent audience. Yeah. I think people are watching it, and uh, you know, when you don't, when if they if you check your brain in that door, you can have a seventy <laughs> percent of a good time.
1: All right, on the twelve star. What what uh wait, twelve. That that also coincides with like a traditional But didn't clock. I say
0: six
4: out of twelve? So I mean, what, what
1: time is it, Clark?
4: Six o'clock. Oh dude.
1: Yeah. That's rough.
4: Really? No, is that
0: no, that's what I named, na- haunted. Yeah, I you know, like I said, it's just uh it's just not good. But it's competent and it moves, it has a pace.
1: Did you like it?
0: That's why you got a rate on there, how you There felt. were aspects of it that, I mean, I, I didn't, it, it never repelled <laughs> until I was like, oh, this is just, you know, it's just, it's just not very successful in what it's trying to do, but it's not ugly to look at. I
1: think that would be a rotten, right? If you were a critic, that would be a rotten score. So the whole,
0: the whole thing is based upon um, this company basically was producing fentanyl. And so that's how they tie everything together with the whole fentanyl thing. But they were masquerading as other thing, and it was like for cancer research. But <laughs> but then Whatever. they started pumping the numbers, and the, like people would get higher bonuses based upon higher. Wait, prescriptions so they're doing, they they're
1: doing fentanyl are fentanyl's evil kind of shit because fentanyl's a drug. Sure. And I remember when we were at the well, hospital. Well, it's just like
0: that they, they were that these people were uh, that they got jail time because they were peddling fentanyl like it was you know cotton candy.
1: Oh, okay. So that's more of a like... Uh, and doctors were indicted guided. Pharma problem, yeah. Yeah. Because, dude, when, when we um, were at the hospital bringing Cliff into the world, uh, they kept telling Oksana, we'll give you fentanyl, but don't worry. We can talk to you about what it means to have fentanyl because everybody knows it to be the street drug. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Oksana, right.
0: I think the timeline was around like in the... It was in the 2000s.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you all done? All right, I'm gonna be quick here. I got five movies to talk about. I'm oh at- <laughs> my god! I just like to scare you, bro. Um, Halloween. What I did for Halloween. Everybody wants to know. What did you throw on for Halloween? Well, What'd you, know, you throw up on. Halloween? Didn't have a lot of time, so we watched Trick or Treat. Our little boy was um Sam from Trick or Treat, so we had to get him familiar with the source material. Sam the Listener. He did a. Uh, he didn't really pay attention. Yeah. We should have had Miss Rachel down in the bottom corner so he would be locked. On the screen, but uh, we didn't think of it at is, the time. Does Ms. Rachel do a Halloween episode? Oh, dude, she's got a few of them. Okay. She does uh, The Wheels on the Bus, but it's Halloween themed. Spooky Bus. Yeah, no, Spooky Town. Spooky Town. Yeah, the bus is a traditional. Okay. Um, and then- The Bus is a wasted opportunity. You know, you gotta, I was like, what am I gonna do? I gotta do something different this year, and so many Halloween movies have come out. And I, I think, so little time. Like I could have thrown on Cobweb, but I watched it this year. Honestly, I could have done um Satan's Little Dark Heart Dark Heart Har- or that. That's a classic one. But I'm like, I'm not gonna watch that one, or um I'm I'm not throwing on Bone Daddy and Skinner without Aww. you. So what I did is I threw on my uh probably new to the rotation favorite Halloween, Halloween kills. Threw that on, had oh, a great man. fucking time. Evil dies tonight. Evil died tonight. And you know what my takeaway was? Mm. I'm like, man, this is a good movie. But God, they're in the hospital a lot. <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of hospital. It's a lot of hospital. And honestly, what it turned into, because at, I believe at the time we were still decorating or doing something like that. Anytime we cut to the hospital, it's like, okay, now I can go in the other room. And, you know, Big John, Little John show up. It's like, okay. I like Big John, Little John. Take a seat. Dude, they're great. That movie, I stand by it. I almost – um. I think I might pull it into the computer and just try and remove all of the hospital and make a cut of just like the vignettes of Michael running around killing people. Oh, boy. You're going to JTT it. Dude, the drone with the couple and the drone goes in the room and then it gets thrown back out. They're like, is somebody in there? Yeah. i completely forgotten about that. I love it. The firefighter scene. Dude. Right. Out of 12 pumpkins, how many? Oh, like 18. Okay. No 12. Uh, clearly, you can't break the clock. The clock is a circle. It goes around. Yes, it does. So there is no 13th number. Hey, th- I'm a watch guy. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> Although I did uh, for a minute. I thought of the idea where we could make like podcast, like the logo, like a clock with a 13th hour. Because it's the overlooked hour. Randy? Randy, get to it. Oh, he's already got his <laughs> pencil out.
2: Oh, We're going to have new I'm art in
1: a notes. minute. <laughs> I like it. All right. Yeah. So I watched those. Um, the only, you know, we didn't really go to the theater this week for anything new, Yeah. but we did go to the theater. Again, I teased that I had burned out our babysitters and um, we had a late night movie to go to. It was only shown one day and Terrifier 2 returned to the theater, November 1st. And I have to open up this talk by saying congratulations to Uncle Frank, our buddy, Ilan Sheedy, who... You know, they had a limited edition poster that everybody was trying to get. Uh, that is a teaser for Terrifier three, and he did the art. He's in there. He's in the Terrifier camp, and it's fucking fantastic. The, the Terrifier universe. Yeah, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be doing more art for uh, <laughs> more art for Terrifier three. Hey, you can't see what I'm, see what I'm doing there, dude. Um. Cause it's all at the clouds. Now there was a teaser at the end of the movie and uh, it's a little peek at Terrifier three and guess, guess what they're doing. Do you have any idea?
4: We're
0: going to space.
1: We're going to Christmas. Oh. Uh, it's actually, I don't, there's something about art. You know, you live with this character for so long. And then I honestly, we watched it on a, what a screener before it came out. I hadn't. I don't think I've watched any of the three Blu-rays we own and I hadn't seen it in the theater. Dude, that movie is – it's brutal. It's long, but um, I love it. Also, apparently Mike Flanagan called it he, – he coined the term a mega slasher for the movie. Um, Damien Leone opened up with a little introduction and was just saying, hey, thank you for everybody who came out. And he mentioned all of the, the interesting feedback that had been given from like Stephen King to Mike Flanagan. Like all these people who have checked it out now. Oddly positive, too. So it's pretty cool. It just shows if you just do what you want to fucking do, you'll build the gravity and the other motherfuckers will come to you. Because in no world would they have done this for Terrifier 1 or if it wasn't as big as it was. Right? Like, and and but see, I think that's part of
0: the thing is like, you know, when you're successful people Mm -hmm. notice and it may not be their thing but they're like hey this guy you know he did it out of his own yeah you know no backing uh, from in in like you know who can't respect that
1: dude it holds up too it was really good good. pack theater we went out to the metreon it was in a little theater though and um yeah i don't know there's everybody was getting up and moving around a lot too we went and watched it at what 7 p.m they had another one at 10 I'm like, who the fuck is going out at 10 p.m.? Also, full rack of trailers to open that thing up. Oh, yeah. Of course. So we're like, fuck, we're dude. We're back
0: to the movies. We're we're Got to h- make money. They, I, you know, they're not making money off their hot dog program
1: anymore. No, not at all. T- Terrell brought that up. He was like, y'all always get the hot dogs here. I'm like, nope, that was Clark only. I can't vouch for it at all. And they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. So don't worry about it.
0: It's
1: not But yeah. It took is. a half hour to get into the two and a half hour movie. I don't know. Have fun with that. You're kicking that off at fucking 1030. Honestly, I would have done it maybe five years ago. Um, and then the movies that I actually uh, definitely wanted to talk about were, oh, and there is a teaser. I'm sure it's on YouTube, too. Check it out. Art is dressed as Santa. It's, uh, you know, you can tell they got money. Uh, it looked like they had money for two. But, man, uh, the aesthetic of art in a uh, jolly fat guy's skin is so good. And it's scary. I don't know. Art the Clown is fucking scary. Tell your cousin to tone it down, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he probably won't talk to you anymore. Thorntons, Thorntons don't,
0: uh, we're full throttle. <laughs> we're full
1: throttle Thorntons
0: is how they say it.
1: Yeah. You can't be casual and then sign the Declaration of Independence or whatever. Um, so I got two movies to talk about. Do we want to do Amazon Prime or Screambox first? I vote Screambox. Okay. I figured you would as your new alliance is clear. And fuck shutter, So Randy, screen- put that on loop in post, please. Um, I took to Screambox to watch a new Halloween uh. movie that I didn't see anybody covering. He jeebie It's called He BGB TV. Uh. This was very I said it that way because that's the only way I could remember it. heebie jeebie He H E B G B Space TV. Thanks, Boomer. Heebie-jeebie TV. <laughs> there it is. It does roll once you get it. It's great. It's almost like, uh, you know, the handshake. You got to learn it. You look at that and you don't think, oh, heebie-jeebie. No. <laughs> heebie-jeebie. Also, look at how it is on the poster, though. Yeah. That, the that, H is I don't an like E. The,
0: I don't like the poster.
1: The H is an E. I mean, I be- like the G-bie- art though. on
0: the poster. I don't like the font on the poster. Yeah, the font is what I think of. Yeah. I, I can't help it. Because the font looks like. H, B, G, B. Oh, wait, there's an E there. Oh, he,
1: he, Yeah, but also the H kind of looks like an mm-hmm. E the way they, yeah, whatever. Yep. Look it up. You'll agree. Um, <laughs> goofy horror hijinks and high camp queer shenanigans ensue when some siblings get transmitted <laughs> into an unsuspecting household via a retro horror TV cable box. Um, the first thing I noticed here was directed and written by Eric Griffin. Now, I immediately thought the comedian yeah. from yeah, uh, Workaholics, same. it is not him. I would imagine. I can confirm that he was not part of the high camp queer shenanigans. Um, so this <laughs> <It> film. <laughs> would be so good if he was. Here's the other thing. You can tell who they're trying to signal in, in that um, synopsis, right? RuPaul. Honestly, I, yeah, you don't need the fucking, what this movie is. Do you remember um, Terror Vision? Yes. You remember that film from yes. uh I don't think I don't think it was full uh Nicolau. Yeah, it was Ted Nicolau, but I don't think Full Moon produced that, right? They picked it up. I don't know. It's important because TerraVision does not feel like a full moon. Did I say full house? It does not feel like a full moon product. You said full. But it has that kind of like um what's a good way to put it? Rick and Morty. Y'all know Rick and Morty. Um, Interdimensional TV, where it's kind of like you take the half-hour framing, but you have your characters watching TV, and what you can do is basically just do little vignettes the whole time. That's this movie. A couple of kids get a haunted cable box. There's a, a Beetlejuice-esque character that um kind of runs them through how to work it. He's on the cover up here, the blue guy with elf ears, and uh, they watch a very... 80s, 90s kind of uh, practical effect, gruesome montage of TV on a tube TV. Like we're doing a retro thing here. And I'll tell you, it's exactly what you think it is. It's not really WNUF, which is trying to craft a narrative within. This is more of an anthology with a bunch of shorts that are like faux commercials, faux TV. Honestly, I think it might count as in-world. We're definitely a hybrid at least. And this is a lot of fun. I would recommend this enter a Halloween rotation in the morning. It's kind of like you could pop in. Like they have a segment about candy corn. It's called like bottom of the bag. And it's all the candy corn that gets left at the bottom of the candy bag because people don't like them. Also, I think I ate five pounds of candy corn this Halloween. I like (laughs) candy corn. I do too. And I I had a moment where the bag was empty. I had been filling up a little like dish to walk around in. Like you would fill like put nuts in it or something yeah and i realized i've eaten five pounds of candy corn and uh yeah life choices i dude there's nothing <laughs> else to eat i found that candy corn and it was like i found gold yeah. it was in the far back of the drawer and i'm like holy shit nobody knew we had this even though nobody cared um and that's why it's there that's the role that's of the candy corn there. place um heebie tv it's there when you need it there was a commercial, it was framed as an infomercial, where Frankenstein's monster had Fra- Frank's, what the fuck was it, Oksana? Frankworst? He He had a <laughs> hot dog product. Of and I just kept thinking, God, Clark would love this. He was a little puppet. He was kind of, he had a. Uh, well, Frank Footer is the name of the. Song yeah, for- I can't remember. There was a clever play on words there, but okay. he didn't have strings. Like he wasn't a marionette. He had sticks. Like he was like a. Oh, okay. Like a that kind of puppet. Yeah, I hate to offend any puppets listening right now. Um, yeah, this was really good. If you got Bucks, check it out before Let my we... puppets come. This is very Halloween forward too, so it might actually hurt it if you end up watching it in a couple um like months. I don't know. Yeah, there was the candy corn. Oh, I like it. Love the candy corn. Also, there was a stand-up comedian who was a skeleton. Love that one. Ties. There was a um commercial about like... Uh, Randy, Everton stand-up? <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, chat line commercial as you know, the 90s. We had a lot of those. So I don't know. This was really good. Um, I like it. And I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Well, that's why we have this show. I know. I know, but check us out on Discord. Fucking it. Yeah. Which it's been confirmed. Clark is gone from in case <laughs> y'all were following that. Um, then I watched another movie. Me and Oksana oh. were hanging out.
0: What?
1: How many stars? Oh, I was going to just skip over that because I rated mm-hmm. it on Letterboxd and I can't remember. And I hate, I don't want Randy. I know he's in the bleaches right now. He's got the gun loaded. I'm in the crosshairs. go. And if I contradict myself, he will. Well, he's the fact checker of the show. He'll pull the fucking trigger. But only on me.
0: <laughs> only and me. And only
1: after the show. I will <laughs> <laughs>
0: tell you, after the show, we get, there. I would say nine out of ten shows. We'll get a we'll get a post show text from Randy saying something of where somebody fucked up.
2: Randy's yeah, things, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I can't. Sometimes I can't find my way in, or I hesitate on correcting because I'm not sure if I'm correct, and yeah. then it's too far gone. Um, Randy, throw it in there. We need it. I need it straight off the barrel. We'll do.
1: Okay.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but aim aim yeah. at other people too. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it's 9 p.m. Oh, okay. Because now we're taking it a step further. It's clock time. Uh, Very nice. 9 p.m.
0: So so that's
1: 3. No, it's 9 a.m. because it's more appropriate in the morning. Okay. Y'all following along here? Uh, This is how we do reviews uh, on the show. (laughs) And then me and Oxon said, we need a Halloween movie that we haven't watched before. Let's take to Amazon Prime. I don't know why we didn't do Tubi. Probably we just weren't in the mood for commercials, I guess. Ooh, we feeling found a, <laughs> fancy. We found a movie uh, that had a poster that had a mask that we disagreed on. I thought it looked really dumb. Oksana thought it looked cool. Now that I pulled it up on IMDb, they've changed the fucking mask. Are you looking at that, Oksana? Yeah, that is not the one from the movie. Okay, first of all, uh, can you go back to the poster, please? That's the one from the movie. Oh, that's a very different. That's mask. a very. Di- that's a very like derpy looking. Yeah, yeah the,
3: po- the the little preview is not this close up. But I still like it. I mean, it, homemade is like.
1: That's not homemade. That's like Target sugar skull shit. Yeah, that, that is thats is a hot topic mask. Yeah, the one um, we're referring to is on the poster. The one Oksana's talking about, the homemade one, is in the movie. And I agree, it does look homemade. It just doesn't look creepy. It looks more like, oh, that's cute. You let that child do something. No, it kind of looks like Pazuzu. Oh, my God. Okay, get the fuck out of here. All
0: right, no, I want to go back to the poster. Look at that stupid ass pumpkin.
1: Yeah, the pumpkin's lame. It looks plastic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. It's
0: got a little jagged uh, smile, but only on the, the sides. Now, from... Um, I don't like this poster. I would
1: not have watched this movie. From poster t- <laughs> uh, One thumb down on the poster. Um, now, I know y'all are like, I know exactly what they're talking about. It's Halloween party from 2019 with the awesome tagline, Get Haunted. <laughs> Now, you might might be wondering, why did you watch this? And it wasn't the argument over the poster. It was what the film was about. A college student unwittingly releases terrifying entities from her school's past via a Halloween-themed computer meme. Oh, Right? There's a lot here. And we're like, computer meme? A Halloween-themed computer. (laughs) Halloween-themed
0: computer meme.
1: Halloween-themed computer meme. Now, I'm going to, again... Y'all are probably like, dude, this year's this is like five years old or something. Four years. Four? I don't want to get shot by Randy. Um, and here's the thing. I'm sure none of you have watched it. It's not bad though. Honestly, the script it opens up really strong. It's got a like final destination vibe to it, especially the ending. But it's got that like early aughts kind of a little bit left over from Star's Hollow dialogue, like everybody's really witty. Even the dumb characters are witty, but they're just dumb because they're making bad choices in life or they're lame. And um, there's a meme. (laughs) They keep saying a meme. It's more like a chain letter, though. So what will happen is you're on your computer and you're like, oh, I'm looking up the hot pictures from your Thailand trip. And, oh, dude, why did you leave this guy who's like a kind of a lame looking white dude? And uh, in one picture, he's on a surfboard holding his junk. He's completely naked on it. And she's like, I wouldn't have left him. And she's like zooming in on his hand. And uh, a little pop-up happens. And it says, what are you, what the, it was very wordy. Do you remember, Oxon? It's like, what are you really afraid of?
3: Um, trying to find a picture. (laughs) I
1: think it's, what are you really afraid of? It's an eight bit font and there's a little clock and it's counting down a minute. Mm -hmm. And under that is a little text field. And she's like, "Oh, you got a pop. You got a virus on your computer. There's a pop-up." And she's like, "Oh, that's just a Halloween meme that's been going on." And she's like, "Okay, well." And she's like, "Don't if you don't answer it. Oh, a scary witch pops up." And she's like, "Okay." And she's sitting there, and she's like, starts typing in things. And uh, I think her first um, attempt at what really scares her was small dicks. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the the meme rejected it. And she was like, "Huh." And she types in another one, rejected. So then she types in something that is accepted. Could, you'll never guess. Snakes. Vagina spiders. Oh! And it took it. Oh! And then, Ray Romano's and, not happy. And, the, and, the, and her friend was oh, like, oh, no. wait, why did you answer it? You, you, now you can't see the witch. And then a, a screen pops up. It's like, you are saved. And she's like also vagina spiders and she's like you know my past from mars (laughs) but that's her real fear i'm gonna go ahead and spoil the movie a little bit if you don't type in your real fear to the meme your real fear will kill you so unfortunately we didn't get to see vagina spiders Uh. kill our lead but our buddy you know it pops up on her phone also i should mention the pop-up it knows your name so the meme will show up what are you really afraid of clark and then we'll have a field. And you have to put in what you're really afraid of. Oh, uh, just one? <laughs> it has to be the one. And So here's the thing. Yeah, I'm it out pops on up on our Randy, what would you answer? I'm, just, I'm with Clark. What if you have many? What has to be your number one fear? All right, commitment. Okay. Now, here's <laughs> the thing. A lot of people have the dilemma of, I, I don't know, I never really thought of it, which is kind of where I'm at. I don't know, maybe heights? Right. I'm Getting on a plane. Heights is bad for me. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't, I would probably get caught in a loop of like, is that really what I'm afraid of? They do a really good job of navigating this kind of tricky question throughout the script, but her friend gets it on her phone and she's like, oh, here, just don't answer anything so you can see the witch. And then when it runs out of time, a pixelated witch goes, your fear is going to get you. And it's, it's very effectively lame. And the girl's like wait that's the witch what the fuck okay so she dropped now here's the real scary part of this movie she drives her friend to work but it's midnight so she's working retail why would you go to work on a midnight at the midnight hour at retail black friday Inventory. And inventory. I went, oh, that's a horrifying... So she gets there, her friend's there, they're both like, "Oh, trying to get coffee. She's like, all right, you start over there and work left, and she's like, don't worry, I'm really quick. And then the, the next horrifying thing happens. She gets on her fucking phone, and I'm like, every time I've done inventory, and you have people there who are not immediately attacking it, you just want to attack them. Which is how the pig man felt as he killed both of them. Again, because her fear was pigs. Watch the movie. You'll find out why this film is fun. It's very easy to watch. Very final destination. I stand by that. Or like post scream. It's got that like digital look, but it's still like classic film. And then anytime, anytime we have VFX or like kind of like modern editing where you put in like, uh, I don't know, like text or any kind of digital coat, like any post production, it is bad. It's bad. It doesn't fit. It looks goofy, and honestly, sometimes it 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 works. Like you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, and that happens here. But man, some of the shit in this movie, you're like, what the fuck? How did that make it in? Yeah. Yet we come back, and the acting is all good. Um, I it this is a real mixed bag of treats here. I don't know. I I don't think I'd ever watch it again. But we're definitely in like eight nine star territory. Like if somebody came over and they're like, "Hey, that movie Halloween Party, would you want to watch that?" I I throw it on again. Also the ending. In the third act, they do a in world camera thing, that's like found footage. Oh the payoff there, it's pretty good. Also there's a toilet jump scare that I'm probably gonna pull out of this movie and make a reel of. <sighs> Worth the watch alone. Then the final ending they take it full final destination and we're on a plane and our lead jumps up and goes, we're all going to die. You will not guess how that ends. Okay. It's on Amazon prime. If you want to check it out, Uh, you really got to be hard up for something. And again, it's a very Halloween forward movie. Um, Is it going to make the rotation? Let me tell you this, the kind of, I don't know. I am, you know, as a fan of navigating genres in interesting ways, the, There's a lot of like weird problems here. Like how did this lady know about the witch end screen when there's no trace of it on the internet at all? Like literally because they team up with the local hacker in the school. Oh my God. There's a, there's a scream to moment where she's walking through the campus texting and you see it on screen. It's not super invasive. All of that kind of shit is kind of out of place, but it's not, it won't kill you as an audience member. And when she gets in the room, all the little dorks jump up. They go, oh, my God, it's a woman. Take a picture. Can I touch you? Can I sniff your hair? And you're like, what is happening? Yeah. And they're like, you shouldn't text on campus. And they have it pulled up. They've been reading all her text to imply that they're reading everybody's text on campus at all times. Right.
3: On the campus Wi-Fi because they're all like computer geeks. Or well,
1: whatever. they told her to update her ISO. This is the kind of movie we're dealing with. And yet it still feels like 90s. So it's strange. But all, she teams up with the, the King Hacker, who honestly, I think he's kind of a looker. What do you think, Oksana? Yeah, he was. not He didn't strike me as nerd. And they're like, oh, he's really into that 80s nerd aesthetic. And I'm like, I'm not getting that. He, <laughs> he looks more like I'm a cool Christian kid from the 90s who's kind of hot and you want to corrupt. Yeah. Yeah, that was his vibe. And so they team up and he, he can't find any traces of shit on the internet and he could shut it down, but they do a little bit of investigating and guess how you trigger the meme Hmm. in the dorm room that the movie, again, this is only a light spoiler, but it's so fucking weird that I had to mention it in that first room, which is a campus dorm room. uh, One of the characters was going through the closet. She just got back from Thailand. She was putting shit in there. Apparently, There's somebody buried in her closet and they tried to uh, brick and mortar over it. (laughs) If you step on it, it acts as like a fucking trap in an Indiana Jones temple, which will trigger a meme on your device. Yeah. If you don't answer the meme correctly, the spirits under there will kill you via your worst fear. I like that. It's highly complicated Pretty stupid. It's straightforward. It's a I? lot of fun though. Yeah. It's, this movie is fucking strange. And, um, hold on, I took a bunch of notes. Is there anything else I want to mention? One guy. Uh, was, I mean,
3: you know, I think
0: that's
1: the one use of memes that we haven't had before is Rube Goldberg. Oh my God. it It is kind of that. I, I wish they would have pushed it a little bit farther. Also, you know, in final destination, if you trigger the thing, you can't get away from it. In this movie, it kind of feels like corporeal shit. Like one guy, his fear was the tall man. And not from Phantasm. When he was a little kid, there was a tall guy who used to watch them play when they were in the park. One day, he decided, I'm just going to fucking take that kid. So he picks him up and tries to run him to a van, but a dad saw him and he dropped the kid and was gone. Right? Unfortunately, this guy's a bro now, so he didn't want to tell people. That was his real fear. Yeah. And uh, the tall man came back in one of the weirdest kind of like smile uh, Filter face of oh my god it was really weird. Also he he got got at a food truck. This, this movie's a mixed bag. Um, <laughs> I do want to say that that thing that I'm probably gonna pull into a reel. One of the guys he's on a toilet. He's taking a number two. He does not close the door. Oh, the door faces the hallway. Oh, <laughs> and he thinks he hears a ghost down there. Well, we know we know it's an entity. He oh. thinks it's a, a brother of the fraternity. He goes. What? A brother's gotta close the door to drown the brown potato? <laughs> what? Yeah. I wrote that I was say, like, drown the brown potato. Dude. A brother's gotta close the door to drown the brown potato.
0: That should be a clip for <laughs> when Randy and Evelyn starts another hardcore uh, noise band. <laughs> that will be a, a sample he'll
4: play
1: before. Oh, Randy, I thought of you too. At Hell one point, yeah. they, they go to the library and here, you know, here's an example of the good writing. They they have the librarian. She's helping them. She's pulling out all the shit like, oh, you should look at this. And they're using the microfuge. And then she's like, oh, and we have um the documentary. There's microfuge. A, yeah. There's a, doc, you know. Microfiche. Microfiche. Yeah. Um, she's like, there's a documentary about the thing that you're talking about because they're, they're investigating the trap door in the fucking dorm room and they have maps. She pulls out maps. She's like, there's a documentary about the people that used to live there. We don't have the DVD, but we have the 16 millimeter. Oh, uh, we also have a projector that you can use. And they're sitting there like, uh, I hate to ask, but can we borrow all this stuff so we can? And she's like, yeah, it's a library. That's what we do here. And I don't know why I enjoyed that line so much, but when they went back and they watched the 16 millimeter, I could feel Randy rolling over in his grave. It was the worst attempt at putting a filter on something, clearly digital, and trying to sell it as like fucking film. That's tight. Oh my god, dude. I was like, Randy, he's punching a wall somewhere right now. I can feel it. Um yes, I don't know. This film was a lot of fun. Oksana, what would you give it?
3: I don't I didn't realize you like didn't like it so much. But I did like it.
1: I think, I think it's a fucking mess, but I, you know, I find uh, beauty in the imperfection.
3: Um, I agree. I had a lot of fun with this one. I'd give it, uh, 10 out of 12 stars.
1: 10 out of 12. It's 10 PM or AM? PM. Yeah. PM. That's a, that's pretty good. All right. What about you, friend? I, didn't I already do it? Oh, fuck. You put me on the spot. I think I got to go nine.
0: I think I gotta go 9 a.m. by the oh, way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you are classically known as a morning person.
1: <laughs> you get some coffee, get Randy over, and be like, Randy, I found a hidden final destination. Yeah. And I'm then good. have him walk out. <laughs> have him rather, call an Uber in the middle of the movie.
2: I'd rather rewatch Murder Party, which also also takes place on Halloween. Wait, Murder Party's good though. It is. Okay. That's what why I said murder? I'd rather Restrict. watch it.
1: I, yeah, I know, but normally you do the I'd rather watch and it's like a bad movie to illustrate how much you don't yeah. want to watch that movie. Yeah. So for a minute, I was like, wait, you don't like Murder Party? That's just weird. No, that's great. Oh, also
0: I want to mention that uh, I rewatched. Oh, no. Uh, right before uh, one of the uh, Rangers World Series games, I, I had, I think, like 25 minutes to kill. So, I wanted to go back and rewatch one of the segments from uh, VHS 85. I wanted to rewatch the Scott Derrickson one. Oh, okay. Because I, uh, I was sort of um, distracted during that one. So, and then I said I didn't like it on
1: the show. So, I wanted to give it a fair chance. It's good. Oh, okay. I, I like totally it. thought you were like, nope, don't like it. Nope, still. it's good. It's good. They do a little John Wick at the end. Yeah, they do a nice job. Uh, you know,
0: very uh, copious amounts of uh, throbbing gristle. Oh, and, uh, I know, dude. It's really good. Hamburger lady. <laughs>
1: good. Hamburger lady. Hamburger lady is spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for real. No question All about right. it. All right, Halloween party. Get haunted. All right. Uh, anything else before we uh, say goodbye? I don't know. Don't tempt me. I probably forgot a movie I watched. I'm actually shocked. I watched that many. Oh, I. Yeah. I. Yeah. I am. Okay. Did we really watch that many? I guess the Halloween ones are kind of a, they're kind of a cop out though, because we were doing shit while they were just on. Yeah. Actually, I think we did that before the part. I don't know. Time is fucking pointless.
0: Well, as Randy says, it's a flat circle. That's his, <laughs> his quote, so solely. <laughs> All right, Randy Michael, uh, sign us off. Oh, no episode on Thursday. Uh, yeah. We need a break. Enjoy your Thursday. Just not with us.
1: (laughs) Go back and listen to the other ones. I know y'all don't keep up with them regularly, but we've had a lot of good guests on recently too. Yeah, like Benson and Moorhead. Or Ricky (laughs) Umberger. You know why we, yeah. We got to start throwing them up on YouTube again. That's what I'm probably going to be doing after this. Okay. Eh. Stay tuned. YouTube. Benson and Moorhead. (laughs) The
2: director's cut. Randy, send us away. Yeah, enjoy your Thursday and also enjoy your Friday where you're going to watch The Killer on Netflix because uh, we love The Finch Man. And yeah, that is a Doughboys reference that I'm closing the show out with. You're a Finch boy. I am.
0: See you later, boy.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there...